BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. What a beautiful beautiful hump day kind of like it's know, gross I feel outside like on a hump day i would rather it be raining so that i'm staying in and i'm humping someone i love and not like feeling like i should be outside no i think in this whole like work from home age like the rain really isn't that annoying if anything it's like less of an excuse to be productive so it gets like dark it's like moody yeah no i kind of feel that like a little bit yeah Light today's a rain is like not that disruptive so i'm kind of here for the vibes of course the show like gets a little darker outside but i think we it look sets, pale like, it sets a nice tone it does it gives like a very Forks era. Forksy. Yeah, Forksy vibe. So we look like ghostly. But maybe I'll suck your blood later. I mean, I don't know if I look ghostly. I think I look super cool today. Don't, I think you do you too. Like, I think I do too. Vitamin sweater, joggers, Yeezys, yeah. Are those uh, spring, summer? Spring, summer, joggers. She Yeezy. by Shrey? She by Shrey. I'm wearing She by Shrey today. September, that's spring, summer. <laughs> I'm not wearing She by Shrey, by the way. But I would be if... If, if they sold it if anywhere. If I could be. Um, I'm wearing Chanel, top, bottom, everything. Head to toe Chanel. Yeah, everything's expensive, everything rich. No, but this is one of like the most premium brands out there, Morning Toast merch. It literally does not get better than shopmorningtoast.com. I'm wearing the Harmerton teal jumpsuit. And it's literally every day I get home from the toast and like I work from the couch, I put this on every day. Like this is so dirty because I've been wearing it for a week straight, but I just love it. Love it. It looks so cute on you. And your sneakers are super fancy. I feel like you don't really give them credit because like you wear them a lot. This is just my first time wearing my Yeezy, so I'm not going to stop talking about them. Yeah. But you're always wearing fancy sneakers, including today. Well, so if you read my book, which I know you did like four times, I have this really big philosophy <laughs> about like not spending like money on designer clothes because like my weight fluctuates so much. But jewelry, shoes, and handbags are really, you know, timeless when you're a big fat girl like me. So... <laughs> I, yes, I pretty much every day wear Louis Vuitton sneakers because I can. so fancy. And because you really, except maybe if you're pregnant, you really can't grow out of sneakers. Like, these are worn down. I wear them every single day. Yeah, your sneakers are actually fancier than mine. I don't like to brag. (laughs) Well, I just feel like I'm wearing Yeezys and everyone should know. No, like, let's talk more about it. Where did you procure them? I feel really good. No, I got into um, an investment war on StockX and they just... Other people were outbidding me, and I was like, you know what? I have to part like with this shoe. I got these on the real real, where you where you get it for the price that it's listed at, and yeah. you don't have to like start Bid. competing. Yeah. Um, speaking of investments, I don't know if you know, but when I checked this morning, you know Dogecoin. I have to keep you abreast because so many people are buying Dogecoin as I'm talking about it. Now I feel bad, like if it goes down. So I bought it at 0. 0.04, mm-hmm. four cents. As of this morning, it is at 0. 0.6. Five. That's the highest it's been at. Wow. And Elon Musk. 
is going on SNL. So and I'm that real- could affect the price of Dogecoin. So even though it's at a high right now, like if you want to get in, I would say before SNL. So should I buy more? How much have... No, I think... I only spent $200. No. And here's you know thing, what? You'll I, jinx it. You will ruin Dogecoin for everyone. If you buy more. You I will jinx it. I turned my $200 into 2000 585. Let's go shopping. But should, like, if, imagine if I had put in 400. Okay, and imagine. Told me if, one of his friends put in $180,000 and he made $2 million. Imagine, like, why wasn't if, that imagine if you had put in 100. Like, you did what you did. You, you, I blame you Robin Hood. With, you played with what you had. I blamed Robin Hood. I was going to buy like 500, but I didn't have any money left in my account. So then I, I transferred more, but it takes a few days. Like, well, give me the instant, instant transfer, Robin I Hood. I think stick to your guns. If you make any changes, you'll ruin it for everyone. That's fair, but I kind of want to ruin it forever. <laughs> no kidding. Stop. No, like, be happy with what you have. Okay, okay, okay. Always know, like, yes, of course, it could be better, but you also could have put in less and it could be less. So no, just I know. I just like the- him hearing, and I'm so proud of the fact that okay, I got Okay, why don't in- you start talking to people who, who invested less, and then you can stop comparing yourself to no, because people I'm- who invested $180,000. Well, like, I'm so competitive, so I'm like, that's yeah. That's so reckless. I'm like, I got in at .04, and, like, that's really good for $200. <laughs> like... And they're like, oh my God, how much? And I've been lying. I've been saying 500. Okay. <laughs> but even then, they're like, that's it. I'm like, yeah, no, I was like, just being conservative. Yeah, you're a conservative investor. It is what it is. It's fine. Like, because at the end of the day, if it all goes to shit, like, I only lost $200. That's what I'm saying. And but, now you get to like be involved in this cultural moment at, at a bargain price. That's fair. Okay. I guess. Be happy with what you have. Speaking of what you don't have today, where's your coffee? Oh, Theo. Oh, it's we already raining, discussed it. And I'm so busy today. Like, I'm probably going to have to order, like, a, I've been trying, wanting to try Dunkin'. So I might order, like, you know, a donut for lunch and then get a coffee, like the Charlie Cold Foam or something. Oh, nice. Um, because I'm just so busy today. Like, we have such a big show. We have a guest. We have your toasters. I have to run home after this. I'm filming a Patreon vlog with my closet organizers, Done and Done Home. I love them. They're, like, the best mother-daughter duo. And, like, all morning I was just getting ready for them because, like, of course, like it has to be messy, but I don't want them to think I'm disgusting. Like, of course, and also you're going to show us the before, so you don't want us to think you're disgusting. I filmed the before this morning, and like I woke up and I had asked Ben all week. I said, "Can you come home Wednesday, in the middle of the day, for an hour because we're reorganizing, but we also need to go through and donate stuff." Yes. And he said, "Of course, of course, of course, of course." Last night he says he can't come, so I'm like, "That's fine, but like you have to clean out your closet right now," and he didn't do it. So I woke up this morning and he was cleaning out his closet and it was actually like really sweet. <laughs> like, and he did it. Like he got through like four or five um, bags of donations. So we are like cooking. Like today is a day I've been dreading because it's so busy. But after today, I'm going to feel amazing. It sounds like you had a busy morning. Sounds like one in which you needed a coffee for. <laughs> By the way, literally I sat down today and I'm like, honestly, I don't think I have it in me to do the show. I think I'm addicted co- to coffee. And I don't think that's going to work for me. I don't want to be that girl. I could always bring you one of mine. You would literally vomit hate my vomit. coffee. Do you want to try it? Sure. Is it it's, hot? Uh, it, it's, it's lukewarm now. No. Why? That's weird. Hot coffee? Yeah, no, never heard of it. <laughs> no, like I'm not drinking that. But just try it. Because you're doing this experiment. I'll tell you what it is. It's Nespresso Pod. I use Ugh. the flavor Odazio with almond milk and the stevia in the raw. It, it so smells... Like coffee. It's such a strong, like, I don't even like it that much, but it does the trick. I'm only doing, I just want to. If you take one sip of that, you'll be ready to do the show. I just want to say, like, I've literally no interest in drinking this, and I'm doing it purely for the entertainment value of the show. So, so everyone, you Please better, like and subscribe to our channel. Please be entertained by this, you guys. Oh my God, it's so strong. It's not hot, right? No, 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 it won't burn you or anything. It's, it's lukewarm. I burn for you. I'm literally doing anything <laughs> not to take a sip. Like... <laughs> Ew, 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 ew. Wait, <laughs> that doesn't even taste 
coffee. It tastes like duty. What is that? An espresso <laughs> with almond milk. I'm a stevia. I will never get that taste out of my mouth because it's not even coffee. No, it's, it's literal dirt. It's literal coffee. It's dirt. That's coffee. Dirt e jeans. <laughs> well, that, Ew, was, that was you know sick. what? That was entertaining. Thank you for that. So that's why I do what I do. I'm an entertainer. Um, when you order from Dunkin' today, I think you should order a few drinks just to like knock a bunch out. And might I, you know what I know what, that you will like that I sometimes order when I'm hungover because it's such a sweet treat. A blue culotta? No, a Dunkachino, which is half coffee, half hot chocolate. I mean, like, I'll try anything, but I don't really want anything hot. Mm, right. You did say that. Like, hot drinks give me, like, weirdness. And I'll, like, only drink them when I'm sick. Okay. Okay. But we'll see. I'll try anything. Take so. some suggestions. People have been giving you really good suggestions. I mean, Dunkin' Donuts has been, like, thirsting the fuck out on my TikTok comments. Like, every video. Like, try the Charlie Cold Foam. It's like, pay me to try, try the Charlie Cold Foam. Yeah. But I'll but do it you anyway. should try. Because, like, she's a teenager and so are you. And I want to drink like a teen. Yeah, no. And you have the palate of a teen. By the way, we have literally an amazing show. Like, we have Fast Five, obviously, because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We also have the Real Housewives of New York season premiere recap and the Real Housewives of Dallas reunion part one recap. And then we have Dear Toasters, which is really a highlight of everyone's day. And then we sat down for an interview with an iconic actress and toaster, Madison Brown, Kirby from Dynasty. Yesterday, she came and chatted with us. She brought her dog. It was super fun. So if you're listening as a podcast, it'll be at the end of this episode. And if you're on YouTube, the video will be up probably right now. So fun to speak with a fellow toaster and fellow star. Um, fellow star, for And sure. also just to get all the tea on Dynasty. Um, the, dynast- my, my, the, the Dynasty. My super fan like started to become exposed throughout the interview. It became clear like I don't just casually watch Dynasty. Like I'm literally obsessed with it. Yeah, it was kind of embarrassing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm no, I think it was flattering. No, I, no, it really was. Um, no, like you guys, if you have not watched Dynasty, we encouraged you like years ago to watch. But if for some reason like you couldn't get to it, you were busy, you had a lot of homework, like watch Dynasty, treat yourself. It's one of the best shows that's out right now. It really is. And then watch our interview with Madison Brown. And then speaking of shows, I started the Bold Type last night. Speaking of shows, I watched a long shot, big, big shot. shot. Oh, what did you think? Okay, it's literal trash. Yes. None of these people are remotely qualified for this job. I agree. Like maybe one of them are qualified to be her intern. Yes. And I would say so far my front runner is, uh, I forget her name, but the woman who had like worked at a magazine before who was just like very calm and collected. Maloxy or the younger one not the younger one. Oh, I like the younger one I like her too but she's just not Maloxy is her name Maloxy used to work at a magazine she ran her shoot to a T she has just like good calm energy and I think Bethany needs that in her group of people I agree she does have good calm energy and it really feels like Bethany knows that like the the winner is not in this group I think she's not going to pick anyone so they can do another season I think and I actually know so if you want to know the spoiler no okay I don't want to know. No, spoiler. but it's not really a spoiler. They bring in more contestants. Oh, great. Because like none great. of these people these, are. None of these people. She would need maybe all of them together to make up the job. Like Corey is really sweet, but he's just not like quick enough for her. And Jenna is also like precious gem of a woman, but like not it. The one who's like the skinny Who lost girl popcorn. Yeah. Um, I didn't think her name was Allie. No, um, I think it's Jenna. I think you're right. Yeah, I agree. Like. Really sweet, the spirit of a skinny girl, but like none of these people are a chief brand officer. Right. Um, also, <clears throat> and you know, I love Bethany and I didn't yes. agree completely with like what you had said yesterday about like how she, she does come off like extra Bethany, like on steroids. But like, I felt like at the photo shoot and I'm not like a fan of Nicole's or anything. And I, and I think that 
if it, for a lot of reasons, like it's her time to go. But I felt like Bethany was acting like really immature, like laughing, giggling with her friends, like while like making really? fun of the contestants, like literally in front of them. And also like expecting them to read her mind. On the one hand, she says, I'm just a model. I'm just a model. But then also treat me like the boss. Yeah. Like it was just like really all over. Like you have to be a mind reader in order to know what she wanted That's next. That's fair. Like I felt like on the one hand, she was like, I'm just here. I'm not going to tell you what to do. And then the other hand, like, why aren't you doing what I want you to do? That's like, actually, are you just a model? If that's the case, put on your clothes and wait your turn. Yeah, no, they weren't given any real clear direction as to like what Bethany's role was in the photo shoot and what their role was in the photo shoot. Cause they were the director, but there was also like a full blown director. Yeah, no, I, I feel like some people like managed to do a decent enough job to not annoy Bethany, but like, why couldn't Bethany put on the dress herself and then come out like and, and then say she, she's ready? Right. Like a model wouldn't go and like sit on a couch like waiting to be called on like you you're just like a little more proactive. So like are you the boss or are you a model? Like it required a lot of mind reading when she was like giggling with Luke who by the way like we know from Ladies of London. A hundred percent. And Dan Barry's makeup artist. And then he was like Dorinda's and then I guess Bethany snatched him. Yeah. And also like that's always his role is like snickering with the ladies like he's actually when, funny and interesting Ka- no totally when caroline samary was like in apperton and like her and luke like just could not be bothered like that's what i was watching last night yeah but like she was meant to be the boss yes so it was just really all over the place required the candidates to be mind readers and they can barely even do like the, a social media post a social media post let alone read a mind did you die no i died also like why didn't why did everyone think that they were the star like why not turn the camera around why not make like a little like aesthetically pleasing like Photo, video, yeah. like montage, you know, of, of how the, like, you know, a real. Everyone was suddenly an influencer. Like, oh, I care about your endorsement. I don't no. know you. <laughs> totally. But, like, I love, I'm, I don't care what you love. But did you enjoy the show? <laughs> like, no. Really? Like, I did. And, I mean, I want, I finished it, but it's. It's too stupid because it's they're chaotic. so unqualified. Yes. You know, like get some MBAs in the room. Of course. Like, just because you're an event, like, you need to be an event planner, a social media manager, a PR person. You need an accountant. All of those things, not just one from each category. Agreed. Otherwise, she should hire everyone, but these people don't even seem to be the best in their category. A hundred percent. I couldn't have said it better myself. The bold type, which I honestly, I was skeptical about. Like, it was giving me, like, before I knew anything about it, like, I did judge a book by its cover. It was giving me just, like, lame ass, freeform vibes. A hundred percent. Um, but here's what really shocked me. One, that the episodes were 60 minutes. I just, I don't know why I expected them to be 30, which like makes the show like so fake. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack to the show like really puts you in your feels. Like they nail the song of the moment and it's always a song you know and I'm just like, they played an Andy Grammer song and I'm like, this is everything. Right, or it's a song that you don't know but now you're glad that you do. Yes. And at first I was like really unsure about the characters because like Jane is so fucking lame and I didn't really understand Sutton and I liked Cat off the bat. But then as things started to change, I'm like, wow, I really hate Jane. I like die for Sutton and I still like relate to Kat. So I'm just, I'm just having this journey, this kind of renaissance with the show and I'm really, really enjoying it. And I just love like this fake world that they live in where like, you know, they're all 25 and like would actually like be talking to the editor in chief of their magazine, let alone be mentored by them. Jan, that's her name on the office. I don't know what her real Jacqueline name is. Jacqueline on the no, show. No, like what's her name in real life? I don't know. She is such a good actress. I literally die for her. And she's just like this really kind of maternal, no editor in chief is like that. But I'm playing into the fantasy of the bold type and I'm just loving how she's there for the girls. She's like, just like such a mentor. She bailed Kat out of jail like no questions asked. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, I'm really living for the ca- the character development from everyone except for Jane. Yeah, you know what? But, like, just keep watching because I do feel like at some points, like, you feel vindicated. And, like, the characters, like, they learn the hard way. Good. That's what I love. And that's why, like, I really loved 
so many of Darren Starr's productions because he makes his protagonists, Liza and Carrie Bradshaw, so unlikable, but then like the most embarrassing things happen to them and it makes you feel so good like, inside. Carrie falls on her face in, in Dior, Dior and Paris and every and the whole season, the whole series is set right. <laughs> 100%. Like, 100%. He knows how to humble his most annoying protagonists. And for that, like, we have to stand Darren Star. 100%. I'm so glad that you liked it. So glad you took the suggestion. Yeah, no, I'm... You, you got right. right to work. You were right. Oh, my... I love to hear it. And I took your suggestion. And I was wrong. No, it was exactly what you said it was. Yes. And, I'm, like, it was just funny to watch. I watched, like, wound up watching so much TV last night because then Real Housewives. So, I think without further ado... We need to get into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast because we've got much to discuss. And today's episode is brought to you by Legacy Box, a super simple mail-in service to have all your videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, and pictures digitally preserved on a thumb drive, a DVD, or the cloud. And with Mother's Day, fa- Mother's Day fast approaching, if you don't know what to get your mom, why don't you get, why don't you get her the gift of memories? Do you guys have boxes and bins of like VCRs, old tapes that you don't know actually how to watch and access, but you just hold on to them for the memories? Legacy Box is a fabulous service where they literally do all the digital preservation for you they help bring life to your old media by unlocking those trapped family memories and putting them on a model modern digital format that's easy to use the process is super easy you pack and send the stuff their team will digitize everything by hand and then you enjoy you get back perfectly preserved digital copies on a thumb drive dvd or the cloud and it's ready to watch share and enjoy plus they'll keep you up to date with regular email updates throughout the process they're the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos and they've helped over a million families preserve their past digitally rediscover your glory days by digitizing these irreplaceable heirlooms with legacy box honestly if you've ever tried to like get your vcr to work and you like buy this weird thing online it's so stressful and it's actually so fun to go back and watch those videos and it's a great gift for someone like a mom or a grandma in your life for mother's day and they're having a 50 percent off mother's day special so you order your legacy box today to take advantage of this incredible offer it's one of the best discounts they've offered yet legacy box is perfect for you or someone you love at legacybox.com toast to save 50 percent while supplies last that's legacybox.com toast love it okay you ready Ready, come and find me. I'm okay. First story TikTok user claims Ben Affleck sent her a video after matching on Raya. I saw it. Single Ben Affleck is allegedly swiping white right on dating apps when he's not meeting up with his ex-fiance JLo. A TikTok user named Nivine J went viral on Monday after sharing a private video the actor allegedly sent her to confirm his identity on the Raya dating app. She said, thinking of the time I matched with Ben Affleck on Raya and thought it was fake so I unmatched him and he sent me a video on Instagram. Then she plays the video where he said, Nivine, why did you unmatch me? It's, it's me. me. So I had a few thoughts when I saw the video. The first was, wow, Ben Affleck is actually a lot more handsome than I like think of him as I don't really think of him as cute like I know he was cute when he was younger but he's just like so messy these days and like I don't know I just haven't been able to like look at him the same way since he like ran out of town with the nanny you know mm-hmm. um but I was like wow he looks like tan and toned and young and fit and I was like damn he's super cute and then I'm like wow this really cute man is an absolute freak because the way he's talking to the camera is serial killer Naveen why'd you unmatch me it's me like he's being so weird and I'm like oh my god I'm so glad she unmatched him. Like, he is a serial killer. Like, just the way he was, like, staring into the camera and the way he was talking so slow, it was such, like, Jeffrey Dahmer vibes. Like, it was so scary. Oh, my God. I had the total opposite 
reaction. What? I was just like, this is so cute. And like, I, I feel like when you're on dating apps, you match so many people. Who would even notice if someone unmatched you? Yes. But like, he really took the time. Well, that girl was like stunning. He took the time to follow up with this girl. Like, she made an impact and he went out of his way to reach out to her. Like, if I were her, I would not have put that on TikTok and I would have accepted a date. Well, of course. Then it's like, kind of makes me feel bad because... Even though I'm, like, living for it. Like, it is, like, an invasion of privacy. It but is, like, but I think it's the sort of thing that makes him look good. You think it makes yes. him look like a serial killer. No, no, no. That's just my personal. That's me being judgmental. Of course. I think it's a nice... The story is it's nice. It's like a personal touch. The story is very nice. But, like, just the way he was acting, I was like, don't ever leave me in a room alone with this man. <laughs> okay. I thought that it serial just showed killer. that he cared and that, like, she really stood out. Obviously, he can never go out with her now because anyone that would post this, like, obviously... This is giving me a Ruthie-like situation. It's vibe. over before it started. Speaking of Ruthie, Jonah Hill just bought a $9 million house. Ruthie could have been living there. It should have been Ruthie's house. Should Ruthie Ru- should have been Lady of the Manor. <laughs> I was looking at pictures of the house. I'm like, Ruthie at the dining table. Ruthie, Ruthie on the staircase. Ruthie, Ruthie at the grand the piano. <laughs> Ruthie in the pool. Ruthie in the hot tub. Ruthie would have loved that pool. That roof deck, Ruthie would have plopped. <laughs> Ruthie. <laughs> Where is Ruthie? Like, where is she? She literally disappeared. If you don't know this Ruthie saga, honestly, I can't get into it. Like, just ask a fellow toaster. All you need to know is justice for Ruthie. She would have loved that Ruthie. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I don't even know if there is a roof, but I'm sure there is. Oh, I mean, $9 million, you don't get a roof? I don't think so. Actually, I'm pretty sure I did see a roof because it showed that there was a lot of other houses, like, nearby. And and it's like... If you're Jonah Hill and you're buying a house for you and Ruthie, you obviously get a roofie. Obviously. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That is so funny. So funny. I miss Ruthie and Jonah. (laughs) Ruthie. (laughs) No, obviously not. We're not laughing at, like, Ruthie, like, the drugs. No, it's Ruthie on a roof, period. Ruthie. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So, yeah, Ben Affleck. I say P-Jom, you say P-Jeffrey Dahmer. No, he definitely gave, like, half P-Jom energy, half, like, serial killer energy, where it's like, if I met this man and he stabbed me, I would be like, I was right. But then if I met this man and he was so sweet, I would also be like, I was right, you know? Right. He gives me both energy, and I'm just like, where is this soft-spoken voice coming from? The Jeffrey Dahmer side of him or the P-Jom side of him? We shall never know. We shall never know. No, but his, like, dating life is really all over the place right now. I'd I'd like to see him settled soon. Me too. I think, like... Honestly, I miss him and Anna. That's what I was just about to say. I think Anna Darmus was, like, the last good thing that happened to him. Yeah. I don't think he's getting back with J-Lo. No, me neither. Especially after something like this. I feel like even if they had a chance, like, J-Lo is just done with men who reach out to women on Instagram. Oh, 100%. And this is, is, like... She needs to date a man who does not have Instagram. This is a pattern. Like, literally... Even though it's sweet, like, Ben Affleck being on Raya, really, like, Raya's for fake famous people, but Ben Affleck is, like, an actual A-list megastar. Yeah. Well, Why so are you on there? Maybe it's for real famous people. Honestly, J-Lo needs to date, like, Brad Pitt. No, J-Lo needs to date someone who doesn't have Instagram. Does Brad, Brad Pitt, no. Okay, but I, I think she needs an accountant still. Yeah, me too. Like, a businessman beau. Everybody needs one. It's the solution to every problem. 100%. We're wishing our best to Ben Affleck. And the vine. You blew it. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for our next? You fucking blew it. Yes. You can join Ruthie over with the people. Who blew yeah. It. With the sad sacks. <laughs> who publicized a celebrity relationship before it even started. And unfortunately, it didn't come to fruition. This is a sign that the only thing you should be publicizing is your nest. <laughs> 100%. And the nest happens once the relationship is fortified. 100%. Only our Jewish sisters will understand what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Peloton. Drama over at Peloton. They're recalling all treadmills after reports of injuries and one death. So the Peloton treadmill... Wait! ...has been 
a source of drama Wait, and injury. I have to send this link to Brian. I'm sure he's seen it. No, no, no. Literally. Did he just order a treadmill? Because I've literally been dying for one. Um, bad choice of word. But <laughs> I really, really want one because I, when I go to a gym that's like not, I don't, when I'm at a hotel or whatever, I use the gym. I use a regular treadmill and I do a Peloton tread class on a regular treadmill and it's such a good workout. And I just feel convinced that if I had a Peloton treadmill, right. like my body would change. I just sent that link to Brian because Brian is in the Hamptons and he hasn't been at his house in a while and he's there with his friend John. Everyone knows we talked about him on the, on the podcast. And John wanted to try the Peloton treadmill and literally mysterious, like can't walk. Like his, he literally, like they don't know what happened. His like Brian had to like run out and get him like an ace bandage and like all this shit. Like literally he w- did the Peloton treadmill and now he literally like can't move his leg. Whoa. And they're I like, thought, they don't know what happened. I thought the issues with Peloton treadmill were because like you need to put the safety on and if you don't, the treadmill just starts moving. So like dogs and kids were just like getting mixed up the kids. in the pet treadmill. Yeah. So I thought they were coming out with a new treadmill called the Tread coming out at the end of this month. That's one that I wanted to get but called the Tread Plus. But Tread Plus is being recalled as well. Interesting. You know, I think treadmills are like very underratedly dangerous. Yeah. Like one finger in the wrong place, like a kid, like, I don't know, treadmills, that's why I don't have one. <laughs> treadmills give me spooky vibes. Yeah, that, I hear you. I was literally, like, about to use the treadmill today. Um, I probably still will. Today? Yeah, at in, the, in my gym in my building. Oh, I, I signed like up this morning. For, for a slot yesterday. Like, I was like, I want to use a treadmill because I just need to switch up my workouts. That's, like, what I've realized. Like, the bike, it's not enough. So I was like, I'm going to go to the gym in my building and use a treadmill. I went down there. It's, like, locked. And then it turns out it's, like, one person at a time due to COVID. You have to sign up. The list is, like, weeks in advance. Oh. Like. I just can't. Can't. July and, 1st can't come fast enough. No, and like, okay, where am I going to be on July 1st? Like, who uh, am I going to want to be in the mood to, to work out? <laughs> like, h- who knows where I'm going to be? Yeah. Emotionally, mentally, and physically. Yeah. So, I'm, I was so close to riding a Peloton treadmill. I'm just so relieved that I didn't. No, Are I... Are people getting their money back? Yes. So, the company is advising customers who already have the products to stop immediately using it and contact Peloton for a full refund or other qualified remedy. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission had previously warned about Peloton's Tread Plus product last month after one child died in an incident involving the machine oh. and there were dozens of other reported injuries. That's terrible. Pe- Peloton pushed back on the recommended recall at the time and told customers there was no reason to stop using its treadmills. But now they're saying, we want to be clear, we made a mistake in our initial response. We should have engaged more productively with them from the outset. For that, I apologize. And now the Tread and Tread Plus are being recalled. Oh, that just got a pit. Yeah. A kid died? Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. So if you have a Peloton Tread, be careful. Are you ready for our next story? It's, it's, some, it's some good, I feel like, New York City news. Some news I've been waiting for, sort of. Okay. The banks are coming back to work. Oh, yep. the banks are going to save us. The banks, like the Wall Street workers are coming back. Office culture is resurging. Goldman Sachs top brass has formulated a plan to have U.S. and U.K. employees return to offices next month as Wall Street's march back to skyscrapers gathers pace. U.S. staff should be prepared to by June 14th to work from offices again, while those in the U.K. should be ready by June 21st. The move follows a mandate last week from J.P. Morgan Chase and Co., Chief Jamie Dimon, seeking to bring back his workforce in rotations from early July. So... The reason why I want to talk about this is I feel like New York is coming back. And when it's a beautiful Saturday, people are out. Like, yes. it, the vibes are good. But I think a really big piece to New York coming back is people 
getting back to work in the offices. I agree. And I think Wall Street is the first it's the biggest industry in the city so yeah. like it, once they start i think others will follow and i think that that is like a really important step to getting life back, back to, like, to normal happy hours and just like work no, things and like corporate like lunch culture restaurants even like places that are there are so many restaurants that were only open monday through friday right to serve serve like these huge office buildings because they like make a salad in five seconds yes exactly and so i feel like for businesses for just like community and culture like people getting back into the office is a really important next step yeah I mean honestly though like I see it from both sides because obviously as a New Yorker I agree like people office culture going back to offices is like a huge step in the right direction but like I can just be imagine being a person who works in an office and like having to go back like I imagine that people are dreading it I think it's I think people feel like both ways I think on the one hand they're dreading it they used to they can just like roll over work right. from pajamas you know be with uh, their dogs their kids like yes even though it sucks like but there I have think, been benefits yes I think people are also having cabin fever and are ready to like have that delineation in their life again yes yes at a cost of waking up earlier and being more tired and all of those things but like it's not all just fun and games working from home. No, of course not. But there are benefits, especially if you have kids. There like are. But, but I, it's it, also a downside if you have kids. Your kids bother the fuck out of you. Like, yeah, and you have both. to like start schooling them too. Right. No, it's both. You're a banker and a teacher. But I just know if this were me, like I would be like devastated to go back to the office. I don't know. After a year of working from home, I think I may be excited to get dressed up again. You know, see people like, hey, like water cooler, Sally, what's good? Like, what's the tea? Right. Office drama. Like, I don't know. I think that... People might be excited for that. And I'm personally just excited to, like, see, like, people in the street, you know? You no, know, me too. And I'm honestly, like, what you said about they're really, like, this funnel for so many other things. Like, so many restaurants rely on corporate culture. So I think that'll be really good. And it is just, like, the step we have to take to get back to normal. So it's all great. And I think it's it's a big step. And also, I think some companies will have, like, rotations of, like, some work yes. from home. So you'll still get, like, I don't think it'll go full 9 to 5 24-5. Well, because that's the other thing. It's like now that we all realize that we can do pretty much anything and then some from home, I really hope this gives like work culture and just like people more flexibility. Like we lost a year of our lives. Like we should all be able to like travel the next year and like take trips, but also work. We can work from a plane. We can work for anywhere. Like being in the office shouldn't be so required because as we've proven over the last like 18 years, we can do anything from home. Yes. So I just think we should keep that in mind moving yes. forward. Yes, and I think here at The Toast, we are keeping that in mind and we know we can do the show from anywhere now and we're going we're gonna to take advantage of that. But I want that for but everyone. I want, I want J.P. Morgan to follow that example. I want Goldman Sachs to follow our example. Like, I just want everyone to realize they can do their jobs from wherever. I want Scarlet Magazine to follow that example. Totally. Don't you want to work at Scarlet Magazine? Like, don't you feel like watching the bull type? Like, that's the exact sort of thing that needs to come back in order for New York to really, yes. like start to be New York again. Yes. That like, even though it's not like that, you know, office, most office cultures are like quiet and gray and boring. Yeah. Because of, you know, HR. Yeah. But not here at, at the toast. And I we think are we vibrant. set the tone for a vibrant work. I think we set culture. the tone for our generation. hundred percent. And we definitely are setting the tone for JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Deutsche. Like they're all looking at us being like, how can we be more like the morning Deutsche toast? for sure. And Swiss. <laughs> Swiss is like kind of annoying. Like how much? How much? Want. They're kind of like copying us. 
I couldn't agree more. Um, before we move forward, I just have a message from our sponsor. If you have an FSA account, chances are you're not taking full advantage of it. So many people are unaware of how many everyday purchases are covered by their accounts. Everything from cold and allergy medications, prescription glasses, tampons and pads, acne treatments, sunscreen, and so much more. Trusted by millions of Americans, FSAstore.com is the largest site with thousands of exclusively FSA-eligible products guaranteed. Whether customers have questions about their accounts, want recommendations on products, or assistance on their orders, FSAstore.com's trained professionals are available 24-7. With 24-7 expert customer support, FSAstore.com is everything flex spending with zero guesswork, no receipts necessary. Head to FSAstore.com and use the code TOAST to get a one-time discount of $15 off your order of $150 or more. That's FSAstore.com, code TOAST. $15 off your order of $150 or more. Thank you for that. Also, our next story sort of relates to the previous story, just the flip side of now we can do anything from home. NYC schools are scrapping snow days in favor of remote learning. So now... Oh my God, I would be furious. Attention school kids of New York City, you can put all the spoons you want under your pillow, wear your pajamas inside out, flush ice cubes down the toilet, but you're not getting any more snow days off from school. The city Department of Education said on Tuesday that it will take a page from the pandemic playbook for the 2021-22 school year and replace severe weather days off with all remote instruction. Okay, like I'm never going back to school, but like I'm furious I'm about furious this. I'm furious for the kids. Snow days are just like these small, once a year, just moments. Not of, even. Not even, maybe, for the kids. And oh, now it's turned into remote learning days. I'm devastated. You, but you knew this was going to happen. Think of the parents who have to like stay with their kids. Like their office might be closed. They're working from home. Like, oh my God. That is just so not right. Because honestly, like there is really nothing comparable to the joy you get when you wake up as a kid and school is closed. Like it's just like I'm smiling just thinking about it. It's so overwhelmingly joyous. And to rob kids of that, when kids growing up in the pandemic have really been through a lot and they're not going to grow up to be entirely normal, <laughs> they deserve the snow days. Give them the snow days. I Bring totally back agree. our snow days. People are really upset about this. Like, Good. this is wrong. Wrong. And New York City schools, like, again, like, they really set the tone. This is so, this has de Blasio written all over it. It's so sick. Whoever passed this legislature... Hates children. Yeah. And no, happiness. Yeah. And whoever's like running for mayor should add this to their platform. Andrew Yang, Barbara Cavavit. Bring get on back it. just a snow day. Because it, it could be one day. What's one day? No. And honestly, like snow days a lot of times like happen near like the holiday season. So it's just like nice to be home with your you family. You cultivate a vibe. Hallmark. Like who wants to cultivate a vibe with remote learning? No. Honestly, if I was in school right now, like. I would literally start protesting. The kids like, I are going to be... take to the streets. And you then... know what? I support them. I'm very upset for them. Yeah. No, <gasps> this isn't right. not right. The campers are quaking. I heard AC was inconsolable. <laughs> inconsolable. Yeah. That's awful. That's a terrible story. Yep. I thought you needed to know that. I did. And are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is going to lead us into our TV recap? Sure. big news out of the Real Housewives of Dallas reunion, Carrie Brittingham is divorcing her husband, Eduardo, after 12 years of marriage. She says, we were not happy. I mean, if you watch the show last season and this season, there was definitely something up. They hinted towards it with the editing by the end of the season, but... Honestly, like, I was not even a big fan of Carrie this season. I think she acted, like, atrociously, but I felt really bad for her. Like, 
when she was like, I'm just going to have to work in my jewelry line. I'm like, girl, no one is buying your jewelry. Like, it just like felt really bad. But I think she was wearing her jewelry in the reunion and I thought it looked really nice. She wears her jewelry like every scene. Yeah, I never really noticed it before, but I thought that her necklace and bracelet looked nice. I just felt like really sad for her because like all the other women were like pitying her and like really none of these women, of all the franchises, like this is one of the wealthiest. Like they all are so good money wise and like, I just, like, felt really bad for her because, like, her life is obviously going to change so much. Her kids are older. I think they're all over 18. She can't collect child support. She's the one little one. Oh, well, then she can collect child support, which I just, like, I felt so sad for her because, like, she kind of predicted this. Like, she's been talking about her divorce since we met her. Like, if we get divorced and I don't have the house, nothing's in my name, I have nothing, I have a prenup. Like, literally what she said was going to happen is exactly what happened. Yeah, really, um sad it was nice to see all the women like rallying around her but also and I mean maybe it does excuse all of her behavior this season like she was having like she was in an unhappy home and when she was with the women like she just wanted to let loose and she let a little too loose but Mm -hmm. it did feel like she's absolved of everything that she did this season because she was going through a very rough time yeah I don't think it excuses her behavior at all but I do understand it more but you still are a grown-up and you have to apologize to people for hurting their feelings and breaking their things in their home yes and also I think I mean I'm assuming she'll be on next season because now like things are interesting and she did contribute to a lot of the drama yes Um, I think a lot of people like have issues with her but she's without her there's really not that much drama and so did Deandra say she's gonna live in a townhouse behind Deandra's house behind Deandra's cousin's house got it Deandra's cousin said that they bought a house behind hers. I'm just like, I'm like, I just don't want it to be sad. Like, it's a, it's a, like, I just feel, I felt really sad. And like, I don't even really ever, like, care that much about Carrie. She's just yeah. like kind of all over the place. But I did feel really bad for her, but I was not surprised. Yeah, especially because they didn't film together this season at all, her and her husband. And when they did in the past, last season was her first season. And it was not good. No, last season was her first season. Yeah. And remember, they went to those dinners, and it was just, like, awful. not good. Oh, my God. It was awful. No, no, no. We've known this was going to happen. Honestly, just didn't think it would be so fast, and that we would get an announcement on the reunion. Yeah. But the reunion, otherwise, was, like, really silly, honestly. Nothing of note went down except for the the divorce announcement. But I'm really looking forward to, like, Brandy Redman did not say one word not on the reunion. one word. She was introduced, and then that's it. Yeah. And they cut to her a few times to, like, show her laughing, like, to prove that she was still there. But, like, she was so quiet. And I wonder if she would have been that quiet if she was in person. But they just, like, she didn't have anything to say. I think she might have, like, chimed in here and there. But, like, I, I'm sure they encouraged them, like, not, if you're virtual, like, don't talk over. Because even one time it happened, and it was really confusing. Mm-hmm. So I think because nothing had to do with her, she was just like, I'm going to sit this out. Like, her baby's over there. She probably was just like, I'll speak when spoken to. Yeah, I mean, they looked so turned in their hotel rooms, like, with their hair and makeup, their awful lighting. Like, Brandy's lighting is so bad. I just, like, why couldn't they have, like, delivered a ring light to both of their rooms? Yeah, I feel like maybe they did. And it's just still, like, not good. It's really bad. But honestly, it's fine because, like, the the beef between uh, Cameron Westcott and Tiffany Moon is just, like, not what I realized, like, I so desperately needed. But I just find it weird that, like, Cameron Westcott, who I, like, adore these days, has really never, like, gotten that heavily involved in drama. She's always kind of, like, the narrator of the show. And she gets some, like, petty arguments. But, like... She just woke up and decided, like, she wanted to take down the, the moons. She's taking the moons down. <laughs> and, like, it's kind of a weird hill to die on because, like, although there were moments where I didn't agree with what Tiffany did or, like, she, I found her to be definitely patronizing, um, I just don't know if, like, that's 
like a battle worth taking on. Like Tiffany is for the most part like very well liked. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I feel like um she I feel like she's like really hurt by like the things that Tiffany said. Calling her dumb basically. I like dur- while they were filming. I and I think that like wa- afterwards, remember there was all that beef on like Twitter when the show premiered. Yes. Like and I think that like she just took that stuff really personally and she's just not gonna let it go. She took it very personally. Um but I agree, it did sort of come out of nowhere. Like Tiffany could not get away with anything. Yeah, and like without she just Cameron kept chiming like, in. Which was annoying because if you have a legitimate gripe with someone, like, wait till the moment's right and say your gripe. But then if you just go after everything they say, like, it lo- you just look like you're going after them for no reason. Yeah, I also just need to say, like, Cameron Westcott's look from top to bottom Stunning. was maybe, like, top five reunion looks of all time on Housewives for me. Tiffany Moon also looks wonderful. Um, I really was into, like, Deandra's alternative take on the theme, except why is she wearing a capri? That's the only, like... If she wore a tuxedo, I think that's very cool. The capri, maybe they're just riding up when she's like crossed her legs. I don't know. The capri, I didn't notice It's that. so off-putting. I'm wearing some capris today. Okay, but you're not at a reunion. Or am I? <laughs> <laughs> um, I really also just, I felt like the whole episode was really about Tiffany. And Carrie. Oh, and Carrie. Yeah, but there was just like a lot of Tiffany like stuff and a lot of people like Cameron Westcott like saying that she thought Tiffany's TikTok was inappropriate. Like Cameron chill out um but I did kind of want them to go in on like how we got so much of Tiffany's personal story and it was really kind of messy like her mom seems lovely her mom seemed to support all of her decisions and of course her parents aren't happy with her she literally went on a reality show and chose violence like she literally chose to throw her mom under the bus like so hard season one episode one like that of all the things, like, that's the one thing I just can't kind of get past with Tiffany because, one, it seems like her mom is a nice lady and, like, of course, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. But, like, why sign up for a reality show and, like, literally make a conscious choice no, to like, make your mom look bad? Right, and, like, finally bring up all this stuff that you have not spoken about before. I understand why her parents would be upset about that. I thought it was really interesting that, like, the hospital and, like, this is, yes. like, not good. But I feel like... And so I, I wish that Andy just pressed her a little bit further on, like, why did you join this show? What are you hoping to get out of it? Because... From my POV, I feel like Tiffany has started her own business with... Um, She's doing candles. Candles that are like... That are like almost like medical in terms of relaxing. Oh. I think they have like a bit of... Um, Aromatherapy? Aro- yes, exactly. So um, I think this is like her new business endeavor. And maybe she wants like a platform for that so she could maybe stop working at the hospital. I don't know. I would have liked some more clarity on that because it's like if everybody in your life hates that you're doing this, why are you doing this? Yeah, that's true. Like your family, your work. Yeah. That's fair. But I do feel like on a personal level, she's gotten so much out of the show. Like the friendships, I feel like she grew so much on the show. I agree. honestly a pleasure to watch. She didn't, and I don't think that's why she came on the show. I think that was just like a happy a bonus. byproduct. But she didn't like, give us enough to understand why she's here. I completely agree. Because she has such, like, a wonderful, fabulous life. Right. And she doesn't really need to work. Her husband is a hotelier. Yeah. I believe, like, their wealth comes from that, not from her being an anesthesiologist. I'm sure it's, like, both. No, I think it's the hotelier. Like, it's... Well, so, I just... I would have liked just to understand her... Her her reason. Decision-making, yeah. Yeah. Because she's just, like, a tough nut to crack. Yeah. Which I, I kind of like, you yes. know, not everybody needs to just lay it, all, it all out, out there. Out. But it is the reunion. We went into this line of questioning, which I wasn't even really curious about before. Housewife seems like a fun thing to do. A lot of the women are really 
respected in the community. So it's not like a, a, bad, a trashy. bad group to be a part of. So I just would have liked more clarity there. Yeah, I agree. Um, hopefully we'll get into it in part two. But there's only part two parts. Which is like kind of crazy. Yeah, the treatment of the Dallas Housewives and the reunion last night was like so... 10.30. 10.30 after Watch What Happens Live. And... Why uh, not just put it on Monday? Let's talk about Watch What Happens Live when literally Andy asks Ramona, in your opinion, what do you think is the worst franchise? And literally not two minutes before their reunion airs, Ramona says Dallas. Yeah. Watch What Happens Live was so fucking messy. Like the remoteness. All the women live in New York. Are we not at a place? Maybe I'm wrong, but like... Are we not at a place where six people can sit in the studio together? No, I believe that we are. So like... Because I mean, they, they do reunions. Like, right. They do reunions. It was so bad. Oh my God. It was so blurry. Luann could not get a Wi-Fi connection to save her fucking life. Everyone was talking over each other. And there was like good nuggets there. And we were just missing everything. Like, I'm glad I didn't watch it. It was... I had no choice because I watched it from nine to ten. And then I had to watch the Dallas reunion. But they stuck fucking Watch Robin's Live in there. Yeah. Awful. But let's talk about New York. Yes. Um... The, the most shocking thing, Leah's outfit to the brunch. You didn't like it? Wait, what? Are you joking? I thought it was like cute and fun. The patterned skirt with the plaid. The plaid skirt with the, the pleather the boots and the moon Kylie and Jenner top. And the pink top. furry Chanel. I just thought, I, I wouldn't wear it personally, but I thought she was, I, th- I thought she looked really good. I thought her glam was on point and like she, she has her own sense of style. I thought she looked cute. I thought she looked cute. I'm actually speechless. She like, just like brings her own sense of self to, she the, to the group. Nuts. I th- no, nuts. She, she's so pretty and cute. Like she really stunning, stunning. I nuts outfit. I thought she looked cute. And the confessional Again, outfit. I wouldn't wear that for a myriad of reasons, but I thought it looked cute on her. No, that turtleneck was so cute. When I saw her in the previews, just sitting at brunch, I'm like, oh my god, I love that turtleneck on her. Like she should have worn with some like leather pants, like something. When she got up walked in I was like but like that's oh and then the pink bomber what was going on but that's just like her when she said yeah I could wear a black bag but that'd be so obvious like cool I'm into it I, I again like I would go with the obvious black bag I like to like be super coordinated but she, not everyone's the same no I'm not I'm not I thought she looked like really good honestly I really did that was my I, I hear what you're saying I do but when I saw her, I was like, oh, wow, she got glam. I loved how her hair Jackie, was done. And she's be, wearing an outfit that's designer, but also true to herself. You're supposed to be the fashionista of the two of us. And like, I'm, I'm saying, like, I wouldn't wear it, like, because I also, like, don't have her body and she could really wear anything. Yes. Um, nothing really looks bad on her. But I, I like that it was fashion forward and also took a chance. I love that she's converting to Judaism. Like, I, I don't really understand why yet. I'm sure we'll get into it more. But... She's on a spiritual journey. Yeah, and she likes the challenge. Yeah, which is really interesting. interesting. I hope we get into it more. She did upgrade her apartment slightly. She she heard you. She heard me loud. And, and Bravo clear. heard you because Ebony's apartment <gasps> is so sickeningly stunning. Stunning! Oh my, it looks like a hotel. Yeah, and I then, was shocked. Like I haven't seen a house that nice on Bravo. I in mean, on New, New York, York since. I don't know. It was just and a even relief. Luann upgraded. Sonia's back in the townhouse. They heard you about the real estate and they said, ladies, let's step it up. I mean, Luann's is a rental, looks like one. I think better than her Upper West Side apartment. Of and course. Sonia's Upper West Side apartment. Of course. I'm so happy Sonia's out of Columbus Circle and back in the townhouse. The townhouse looks great. 
Sonia feels like Ramona and Luann, even though I'm like actually really jazzed about the two of them being friends, them coming for Sonia just to like to have something to talk about. Like, don't do that. I didn't feel like they were coming for her. I did. She's going through something. She just doesn't want to talk to you. And everyone's going through something. It's the pandemic. When she was talking about Century 21 and how like literally she worked so hard just to get like this one thing. And then the second she got it, Century 21 files were being up. So like I wanted to cry for her. Like I feel her. And so she was like taking time for herself during the pandemic, putting herself first. And like these two going on a wellness retreat, these two like social butterflies just can't understand that and so they think she's going through something more and it's like let's not make no it's like it's just what you see that she's going through yeah yeah and she's up front she's like no honestly like the rug was pulled out from underneath me you know what I also can't stand when like someone's going through something and then like uh, the, their friend is like mad at them for not like leaning on them enough and yeah, it's like, like give them more to yeah, give, give the person more, who's going through something more to worry make about. it about you 100% that's like the most selfish thing you can do I agree Ramona I, looks amazing Ramona look, they all look we all look amazing yes Luann like grew her hair out like three inches and it looks so good she no longer looks like her ex-fiance Jacques she looks so good I love the energy that she's bringing the openness about the drinking when she had that conversation with Leah and just like right off the bat was like I'm having a really hard time it's like that's not a Luann that we're familiar with no. like she will not admit defeat until the la- until she's in the back of a cop car she like, literally said she was an alcoholic just because she was like under arrest for it and then the second her like parole was up and everything she said she wasn't an alcoholic and she didn't have a drinking problem but I honestly have respect for her for saying like there was a couple nights when I didn't know how I got home and like that was unacceptable like no, at this age she was being like so honest and just like open about everything which is new for Luann so I was really I really liked that moment between the two of them I thought the episode in general was really good. I'm loving Ebony. Me too. Like, she won me over with her outfit to brunch, her friendship with Leah, and her house. Like, oh my God, her house. I just am not, I feel like I'm being spoiled. You know, the only thing I care about on Housewives is like, if people have nice homes. And she just really hit it out of the park. No, she hit it out of the park on all, all, firing in all cylinders, yep. which we love to see. I also love that she's short. Like, all the women are so tall. And as such, like, short people, like... It just, I felt I felt represented. Yeah. Honestly, like some of these women who just like, when, when Leah and her were in the back of the car and Ebony was like, have they met anyone like me before? And Leah was like, a black person? <laughs> no. Like, and, and you can definitely see like some of these women like don't know how to, like when Sonia was like, I have diverse fish. Honestly, like I died. Like I, she's like, and, I'm, and then Ebony was like, and you have body positive fish. Like it was so cringy. And like, I see her trying to make an effort, but like it was literally, it's old world meets new world. Like two, like it was so cringy. I could have died. Yeah. But I think that the group together has like a good rapport. It's clear that the women like, like Ebony off the bat and I'm excited for them to get to the Hamptons, even though it looks like things go south so quickly. So quickly at Luann's. Right. And Heather Thompson is coming back. And no, Heather Thompson is kind of like the cornerstone of all the drama this season. Like her and Leah, like literally, I think she's like, suing Leah for assault or something like there's crazy and she like leaves mid-season yeah I love Heather Thompson I feel as though she wasn't given a fair shot and I just cannot wait for the scene where Ramona I have been like loving Ramona even though I feel like the world has started to turn on Ramona I used to hate her and like now I kind of like her when she's walking up the stairs in her Audrey Hepburn black dress and pearl necklace what happened to class to elegance to elegance and class I can't wait like Ramona is actually Turning into someone I love so much when I could not stand her. No, it goes up and down because she comes in waves. She is the Ramona coaster. She is. And she's always true to herself, which you just got to respect. Got to. And she's in a good season yes, of her, of her life. life. Yes, 100%. She looks so amazing. I agree with you. I'm totally here for everything she's bringing. On what? Her, and Luann and the friendship. And I just feel like she's 
she's in a good place. Yeah, do you think that, that Luann knew that her balcony looked into Tom's? I actually don't. I actually don't. I reported on this when TPG was here, and we're like, obviously. But then actually seeing, it wasn't directly across the street. It's like a few blocks away and across the avenue. So I actually think there's a strong chance she didn't know. It's not like it's a direct across the street view into someone's window. It's like two blocks up and one block. So I believe I her. I don't think Luann is hung up on Tom. Me neither. I really, really don't. Like, I've forgotten about him. I think she's forgotten about him. I think she's that if, Garth she, now. if she were hung up on him, she would still be married to him. Yeah, and she's with Garth now. She just, so. like, couldn't fucking stand him. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, he's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, like, a good episode kickoff. Nothing major happened, but apparently it goes down in the Hamptons next weekend. So Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, and before we dive into our interview with Madison Brown from Dynasty, we have a little Dear Toasters because it's Wednesday. And the Dear Toasters is brought to you by Booty by Braybands. Founded by fitness instructor Kelly Braybands, she's changing the athleisure game with their high-quality, durable leggings and inclusive approach. Booty by Braybands leggings sculpt to your body, highlight your curves, and will take workouts to the next level with the perfect amount of compression and support. If I may. Please. Takes workouts to the next level. Also, I have never gotten so many compliments on my athleisure than when I wear booty by Bravely. It's like everyone from like fellow fashionistas to the trainers are like, that's and the maxinistas. Like, so it looks good and also it works out so good. After we did our first read, I got some more stuff from Booty by Bray Bands and like sickening colors to like this nice like burnt orange. I'm so excited to wear it. Such cute sets. They make you look like so fucking snatched and also you can move and groove in them. So the ones that you're talking about are the signature Croco skin material. The mm-hmm. black Croco skin leggings are the perfect black leggings every woman needs in their life designed to last a lifetime and you can also shop black croco skin bike shorts which are spring summer staple yes and you could shop now for 15 percent off using the code toast at booty by that's b-o-o-t-y b-y b-r-a-b-a-n-t-s booty by code toast for 15 percent off Let's do it, dear toasters. Such great stuff. And also, I just want to say, their non-Croco biker shorts were the first biker shorts that I wore that didn't ride up the entire Mm. time. They were just so good and didn't ride up. And I think that's so important in a biker short. All right, first stop. Counselors, I'm in desperate need of some advice, and I feel that your wisdom will resonate with many other toasters. Okay. Moving season is upon us, and there are uncomfortable roommate conversations on the horizon. I currently live with my best friend of over... (laughs) I currently live with my best friend of almost 10 years. Let's call her Margot. And the other, another girl that we have lived with for the past three years, let's call her Knowles. Knowles moved into a house with us right after college when one of our planned roommates fell through. We were set up through mutual friends but hit it off right away and the three of us moved together into a house the following year and have now lived here for almost two years. In the past two years, mine and Margot's feelings, Margot has been best friends with this girl ten for 10 years. years. Mine and Margot's feelings towards Knowles have changed quite a bit. We found her to be extremely negative and just oh. generally on a different page than us. This is blasphemy. She has a boyfriend. She's, she is still in school. She doesn't really like to go out unless it's with her boyfriend, etc. Margot and I are single as fuck. We drink way too much. We smoke weed. We work full time. We have pets. The list goes on and on. We need to get out of living with her, but we've also gotten so comfortable with the situation, even though we're constantly bitching about it, that it feels really hard to come clean on our plans. We all get along and prefer to brush things under the rug rather than address things head on. I don't know how to approach a conversation that Margot and I want to move, but she's not invited. I'd like to think that she sees it coming, but I'm really not sure that she, that's the case. She doesn't have any other girlfriends. It's been three years, so we just kind of feel responsible for her. I do want to remain friends with her and her boyfriend, so we just need to figure out how to tell her without hurting her feelings. Sincerely, a people-pleasing toaster. So she basically needs advice on how to tell the third roommate that the two of them just are moving on without her. And 
bluntness, honesty, policy, get get with it. Like Yeah. I would try and like find a reason that you could like pin it on, you know, maybe something about your late nights or, or whatever. Try and well, you found a great place with two rooms. Yeah, something like that. Try and find an excuse to soften the blow. But yes, at the end of the day, you just need to be honest. And, and the more uh, heads up you give someone when it comes to women, the nicer it is. Like if you leave them high and dry, like the second the lease is up, like that's rude. So be yeah. courteous. So let her know in advance that you guys have plans to move on and give her enough time to, to find her own accommodations. But yeah, just rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, you don't have to live with anyone. It's not a crime. You just don't want to hurt someone's feelings. So yeah. just say it in a nice way. Yeah. All right, next up. Hi, Jackie and Claude. This is my first time writing in, but I've been a toaster since the beginning. I love you both very much. I have a dilemma that isn't very urgent, but something that needs to be dealt with nonetheless. I appreciate any advice in advance. This girl feels like a lawyer, like very. <laughs> so, I have been do- so I've been doing long distance with a guy for about a month now. We met when I was back in my college town, and he's been visiting me consistently for the last four weeks since then. He's amazing and a super sweet guy. However, he's quite sensitive, so this is where the problem arises and is also just weird in general. He currently lives at home with his mom but both times he stayed with but both times he stayed with him i've like she stayed with him she is probably but both times i've stayed with him i've noticed all his clothes smell like they've been left in the laundry for too long what i realized no oh i guess if you leave your laundry in the machine for too long it could get like moldy if you leave it in the wash wash. i realize this can be an issue with washing machine oh like, I think she means, like, moldy. Okay. I realize this can be an issue with the washing machine, but honestly, it really starts to bother me when the smell permeates to my room slash bed. He's so amazing, and I really do like him, but I don't know how to address this. Like, I can't just straight tell him I feel like that's such an awkward conversation. Any advice is welcome. Sincerely, a toaster with a smelly man. The thing is, you don't have a smelly man. You have a man with smelly clothes, which is such a better predicament to be in than a smelly man, because telling someone they smell is hurting their feelings. Telling someone their clothes smells is, like, just a matter of fact. Okay, also, I might have some practical advice, because I went through this this year in quarantine when I was was like doing so much laundry and my stuff started my towels started to have yes. that like moldy smell and I just like the toasters told me that like you can overwash towels and you do like a um uh, you strip it with borax yeah what's it called the vinegar the apple cider vinegar not apple cider baking soda white wine vinegar yeah um, you run the washing You run machine. the washer with white wine vinegar and baking soda, and then you wa- run it again, and that will get the moldy smell out. I think that's his problem. So you could even do that without telling him. Like, you could... But what, she's going to go to his mom's house and clean Fix her- his washing machine? Yeah, and then the rest she's of She's not his- a repairman. Like, <laughs> just... I mean, do you want to have an uncomfortable conversation, or you want to fix a problem? Just... I don't think it's mean. Your clothes smell, bro. Like, everyone... And you it's know what? It's too early in the relationship no, you to know talk what? about smells. No, you know what? Like, everyone in this generation, the men need to grow the fuck up. But like, it's his mom doing the laundry, so you really want to insult his mother's laundry? Maybe she doesn't know. Maybe her nose is broken. <laughs> maybe she has COVID. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> Listen... It's too early in the relationship to talk about smells. So. If you want to, if you just want to. Why do we have to put up with so much? If this was reverse, the man life. wouldn't even think about it. Two seconds, he'd be like, yo, bitch, your panties smell. Like, he would say something. Like, he would and say something. And then I would something. say, yo, bitch, get the fuck out of my house. No, like, honestly, I think that, like, if the, the roles were reversed, actually, men don't really pick up on those just things. Just go behind his back and no. fix his laundry machine. No, I think that you need to start off the relationship being honest. Like, we are all grown adults. We are all responsible. We all have agency over our own lives. Like, you want to be walking around in smelly clothes? Like, you're going to pay the, the price. Like, I'm going to tell you your clothes are smelly. Okay, you have two You have two paths forward. Yeah, what kind of man do you want to be with? Like, a wussy who, like, you can't even tell that your clothes don't smell good? Or, like, a grown man who's like, takes it like a man. Oh, my clothes smell? Like, let me find the problem. Like... 
the, or the, you know what? The, you could just break up with him because this is just more trouble than it's worth. That's Plus, the best, that's the best advice I've heard all year. It's long distance. It's only been a month. Like, close to my what else, what else is waiting Lives with his mom, with smelly clothes. <laughs> Honestly, can't even sense. You haven't given me one redeeming quality about can't him. Can't even sense that his clothes smell. He's very sensitive, too. Like, honestly, I could never be with someone sensitive, clearly. Um, all right. Okay, now you have three paths forward. Let us know which one you choose. Yeah. But if you really love him, just clean out that laundry machine. No, it's I think, I think like, you're setting a really bad precedent. It's just like one cup of white wine vinegar and one cup of baking soda. A you dash. Just Google it. I think you're setting yourself up for failure. Or you could be like, or you could be like, I saw this thing on like Facebook Watch. Like, if your laundry is like smelling, we should try this. You could make it like a group activity. Okay, then he'll realize what you're doing and then he'll feel stupid. I don't think he'll realize. All right, third and final. If he didn't realize his clothes smell. <laughs> yeah, maybe, his nose, maybe you should take him to the doctor. His nose is broken. <laughs> Dear beautiful, stunning, and smart Claudia and Jackie, love the show so much, listening since day one. Here's the deal. Yesterday, my friend's mother threw a post-COVID party themed everything pee. Everything was pink, purple, pastels, pineapple, how weird. You could dress up pee-themed. The party was really pee-themed because it was supposed to end in my friend's sister getting proposed to. So That's obviously, really cute. Yeah. My friend's sister had no clue what was happening, and she thought it would be hilarious to show up in a giant penis costume. <laughs> I love this girl. Yeah, that's right. A penis costume to her own proposal. Obviously, no one really knew what to do because no one wanted to ruin the surprise proposal. He ended up proposing anyway because it was the only time his friends and family would be together until the holidays. Needless to say, my friend's sister ended up a little embarrassed being proposed to as a penis and isn't super happy with the photos. And her grandmother is throwing a huge fit over the entire situation and said he should have just waited until the holidays when everyone is together again. That's in like nine months. That's insane. What do you think should have happened and what's the best way to fix this hard, pun intended, situation? Would love to pass off your, your advice to my friend and her sister. Anyways, wild weekend. Um, love the show. Thanks. Okay, I this think is this is a great story. So beautiful. Lean like, into he it. He loves you for who you are. What a funny story for the kids. And by the way, like once you start like doing your your like engagement photos and your wedding photos, yeah. you'll never look at these proposal photos again. And like you'll just have the funny story. Just roll with it. If you're the kind of girl that shows up in a penis costume, like you can handle Lean this. Into it. I agree. Like first of all, nobody even uses the proposal photos. Everyone like fake proposes again later when you have your hair and makeup done. So get just the problem. The solution to this problem is an engagement photo shoot. You wear a white dress. And he wears a suit and he and like pretends. And you can send those pictures to grandma. Yeah, and that's what you put on like your wedding website. But like I think this is a great story of two young lo lovers who are just jokesters. And he loves I love you. this story. He loves you for who you are. Oh, and I love that he still did it. I this think it's so great. This is so beautiful. This is one of the best stories I've heard. A happy ending I wasn't expecting. A literal happy ending. LOL. Lean into it. Um, I think it's great. And that was Man. Dear Toasters. If you ever want to write in, by the way, deartoasters at gmail.com, write to us with your problems. Also, if you've ever written to us with your problems and we answer them on air and you have an update for us, you know, someone got married, something, send it to us. We'd like to hear what goes on in your life. Deartoasters at gmail.com. And we're not ending the show because if you're listening as a podcast coming up momentarily is our interview with Kirby Madison Brown from Dynasty. Great show. She was a great gal. She's a huge toaster. She brought her dog. If you're watching on YouTube, the video is separate, but it is up right now. So check that out. And if you want to see the pups being mad cute, check out the YouTube. Yeah, the YouTube was kind of precious. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. 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 We are so excited to be sitting down today with an iconic actress, former model, and toaster, 
Madison Brown from Dynasty, literally the most chaotic, most amazing show on television. <laughs> most amazing show premieres this Friday. We are this so Friday. excited to have it back in our lives. Welcome to the Toast, Madison. It's it's very surreal to be here. It's such an <laughs> honor. It really is such an honor. This show really got me through like the pandemic times, so it's very exciting to be here. Thank you for being here, and thank you for saying that. And thank you for being a toaster and also contributing oh. to one of the greatest shows of our time, I think. Of our oh generation. my god! We wow, are such big Dynasty fans, and I'm so excited that it's coming back. What can we expect from this new season? What was it like filming in a pandemic? Oh, true. <sighs> it's so we've been filming since October, so I feel like I've forgotten like what's actually happened it'll be very interesting watching it back we like me and my co-stars have been talking about this all the time like we literally have forgotten like what actually goes on because so much happens every, every episode. episode yes and this season especially is crazy i mean like i really can't say much because i you don't like your job my job yeah um i'm very happy with my job but um it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And shooting in a pandemic just like added another layer to the already craziness of shooting the show. Like yeah. we have a very hectic schedule as it is. Um, and with the pandemic and all the restrictions on top of that, it's it's been interesting. And it was an adjustment at first. I mean, I remember the first few months, I didn't realize how much I would miss like seeing people's faces, faces. and not being able to hug people at work has been quite the adjustment. Who do you hug the most? My onset dresser, LaShawn. So she like does all the final touches. Like when they say rolling, she'll like run in and fix my outfit. And she was like, okay, good. Right, the just, puppy energy in this podcast studio is so iconic. It's so cute. He is so cute. I'm just really scared of like of, no, of her gonna be showing her teeth on camera. Do, do, do. That's going to be mortifying. But <laughs> I, I hug my onset dresser, LaShawn, I think the most. Um, and I can't anymore, but she's really funny. She's like adjusted to the pandemic thing. So when she wants to give you a hug, but she can't, she does this. Oh. And so she'll just look at you like this and you like, oh, you want to give me a hug right now, but you can't, it's cute. That's but sweet. It, was, it was a hard adjustment the first couple of months. I think we're all getting as used to it as you can in these crazy times, Yeah. these unprecedented <laughs> times. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, like I'm just really happy that that they managed to make it work because there was a real period there. We were all like, "Is this ever gonna yeah. right. like?" Are we? And and again, like we've spoken about this a lot on the show, where we realized, like in March last year, I mean, we were shooting like a crazy episode. We we were shooting episode 20, which is, like in a strip club with like 200 extras and mm -hmm. background and everything. And found that inside party. super it, spreader event, super spreader event inside 200 people. And then, like, this stuff about COVID was coming, and then there was, like, the flight ban with Europe, and that's when, and then Tom Hanks got it. And then we were like, okay, like... Now it's real. Shit is getting real. And the film industry and entertainment in general is usually, like, unaffected by world crises, crises that happen. True. But we were... <laughs> Itchy butt. Hi, cutie. Come was on. uniquely impacted by the yes. pandemic. And we realized we were actually quite vulnerable. Like, if this is really... Like this, we, this may never be the same again. And that was very scary because um, it took them like, we weren't working, we weren't shooting for like eight, nine months. And there oh. was a real period there, I think after like three, four months where I was personally very worried. Like, are we ever gonna go back? Is this ever, are we ever gonna be able to figure this out? Because it was so bad, especially in LA, which is like the epicenter of the film industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was so bad. And I was like, how are we ever gonna get back to work? And it was very scary. Mm. Um, but then we did, and we have one of our amazing producers, Pascal, and our unit production manager, Kristen, who just like, and our CCO, COVID compliance officer, which is a new thing on film sets now, I'm Tracy, and they just like run such a tight ship and touch wood, 
we want to, I mean, touch, 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 touch wood. If there's oh, any wood nearby. Say? Oh, is we that? Say, we say knock, knock on, on wood. Oh, touch wood. Oh, that's touch so wood. Oh, knock on wood. So we're one of the only productions in the U.S. that still hasn't been shut down because of COVID. So, like, knock we're running, wood. knock. <laughs> we're all vaccinated now. So, you know, we're, we're, like, not out of the woods yet. We still have to be really careful, obviously. But, um, yeah, they, they run a really tight ship, and I felt personally very safe, and, and they've been very on top of it. I but it was I, definitely weird at first. Of course. Is COVID a storyline on the show? No. Thank God. Thank the Lord. I know. I and, 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 and we all spoke about it as cast because we were like, should it be? Because it would make things easier as far as getting back to work if we're all wearing masks in the background. But, but the thinking was like, you know, we don't know what stage the pandemic is going to be at by the time it airs. So like, what if we're sort of coming to the end of the pandemic and then we have a whole season to get through where everything's about the pandemic? Like it just wouldn't be. And also, I think, again, um, Dynasty is a show that's very much about like escapism. And I just yes. I, I think that you want to watch it because you want to be distracted. And I think that's also why when it dropped on Netflix in May of last year when the pandemic happened, it really blew up because it was so like removed from... And fantastical. And, like, yeah, and just very, everything's over the top and it's really like its own like hyper world where things are very heightened and yeah. dramatic. And yeah, so I think yeah. in, in hindsight, that was a good decision. I agree completely. And I'm so relieved to hear that we will not be covering the pandemic in season four. Because <laughs> yes, I because can't. I've seen some other shows where they've included it in the storyline and they made it a big thing. And it's like, I don't want to like watch TV and be tortured. Like, if I want to be reminded, I'll just like switch on the news. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll just like read roll. the New York Times and be like, okay, like, like the world is ending. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so you're starting season four airs on s Friday. Friday. You joined the show season two. Yes. Now I have a few questions. The first is how did you, you just audition? Like how did the process happen? I was in Sydney at the time. Um, I was living in Sydney. I just moved back from LA and I auditioned with a self tape, like sent it off to casting in America. And then I got a call back and then we did the test on Skype. They had, I think they had people in LA they were physically testing, but I couldn't make it in time. So we literally just did it on like Zoom, mm -hmm. um, but it was Skype before Zoom was Zoom. And um, yeah, then I got the part. And, and it's funny because I thought that we would only shoot for like three months. I didn't, like I was so green. Like I had worked, I had done a movie and a mini series in Australia prior to that, but I had never worked in like US television, like oh, wow. US network television, like 22 episodes shooting for 10 months. That was something that I had never done and I had no idea what to expect. So I get to Atlanta, like join the cast. I met a cast dinner and I'm like, yeah, like I'll probably be home by like, this was July. I'm like, yeah, I'll be home by like December. Right. And my, one of my co-stars, Sam Matagoki, who plays Jeff Colby was like, um, we shoot for nine months. And I was like, <laughs> what? And he was like, yeah, you're, you're gonna be here for a while. like." And we're probably going to keep going. So you're probably going to be here for a couple of years. And I was like, what? That's I thought it was crazy. three months. And then like three years later, I'm still there. And I, I think about that all the time. Like, I really had no idea like what I was going to be for. in Atlanta for like the next three, four years. I really was like three months, like shoot the show, go back to Sydney. Like, right. no. And what is it like coming from Sydney to Atlanta? I mean, the adjustment was... It was difficult at first, especially because where I was in Sydney, I was really close to the beach. I was at the beach every right. single day. And I really, uh, I love like nature. But I do, like I love <laughs> Nate, like I love being able to go to the beach. Will I think, you buy I Bondi think, Beach? 
Um, wow, I'm so proud that you said it right. So Bondi? many Americans say Bondi. Bondi. Well, Bondi. Let me tell you, I watched a show on Netflix called Instant Hotel. It was such a bad show. But one of the characters, they were Australian. It was a mother-daughter duo. And, and the daughter's name was Bondi. And they would call her Bondi, Bondi. And yeah. so me and Ben kept saying that around the house. So that's why I know how to properly pronounce it. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, yeah, Bondi, that's correct. Um, I would go to Bondi, but I lived, I was sort of more like um, north. Sydney area like on the other side of the bridge and so I went to the beach like basically every day right. and so that was the hardest adjustment um moving to Atlanta because Atlanta is like in inland um but then I got a I got a dog and that really helped because because when I figured out like okay I'm gonna be here for a while like at least the next year I got my dog Poppy and that is that really helped me adjust sorry it's beautiful that um is beautiful. but it was it was difficult at first and yeah. I had lived in LA and I had lived in New York prior to that so I was kind of like used to the America thing and I'm a U.S. citizen so I didn't have to worry about any of that stress of like trying to get here like that was all taken care of but um it was Atlanta's different from LA and New York yes it's 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 they say it's like the New York of the south but it's still the south like right. and so that was an adjustment but I, I got there eventually and I really like Atlanta like I've, I've made a I've made it my little home. home it's really like when I go back it's like oh it's like a warm hug you know there's it's kind of like a slower paced lifestyle and they say I think Atlanta is like the fifth most green city or like Georgia's like the fifth oh. most green state in America. So like you really notice it after being in New York or LA when you get off the plane. There's just trees and trees and trees for miles. It's oh, quite that's pretty. Nice. Yeah. That does sound nice. Um one of my favorite things about a dynasty is that it's so really like a soap opera and like characters are just so interchangeable. Like what are we on now? Our third crystal? We're on our third crystal. <laughs> How many crystals have you been privy to? That's Two? What, that was my question. Two, because I wasn't in the first season, but I met Natalie. Like she was shooting the Baker and the Beauty pilot in Atlanta, and oh so everybody's talking about the Baker. Well, and the it Beauty, went on Netflix, and now it's like, I mean, Netflix is like. They love the soap operas. Yeah. But so they love these, like a telenovela style show in English. Are yeah. these crystals let go because they're fired or because they just love changing the crystals? Seems like it's now like an annual thing. <laughs> well, we kept the third crystal. Right. She's here to stay. Okay, good. But I don't know about the, I honestly don't know what happened with anything there. else. Why? Yeah. And like, they don't tell us this stuff. It's just right. like, Another day, another crystal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Danielle is doing a fantastic job, and, and we all make a joke. Like, we finally got one for more than one season. Like, right. we finally she got... She must be special. Yes, she yes. is. And the cast is also just, like, littered with iconic actors left, right, and center. Like, you, pro you most of your scenes are with your dad, Alan Dale, who is... Caleb Nichol. Caleb Nichol. Yes. He is uh, from Lost. Yes. He's literally been in everything iconic. Everything yes. good. Yes. Everything good. That's how you know Dynasty is like a good show because yes. Alan Dale approves. Yes. What's that like? I love Alan. And when I joined the show, like, he was one of the only other Australians and we just really clicked. Like, there's just something about... Well, he's actually technically from New Zealand. He would shoot me if I said he was Australian because oh, wow. he's like, I'm from New Zealand. I'm like, okay, <laughs> sorry, you're from New Zealand. Um, but... Something about like a fellow Antipodian, you just really click and get along. And um, yeah, I love Alan. Like no, no bad words to say. He's, he's great. And we grew up with him on the OC. I didn't even know he was from New Zealand. Yeah, he's from New Zealand. Wow, that's iconic. Well, he was on Neighbours in Sydney first. He played Kylie Minogue's oh, oh my God, Neighbours shoots in Melbourne. I'm so sorry. Um, my Australians will shoot me if I get that wrong. <laughs> um, Neighbours shoots in Melbourne, Home and Away shoots in Sydney. But he was on Neighbours and he played Kylie Minogue's dad on Neighbours. That is and so Kylie iconic. Minogue's 
um, wedding on Neighbors was like one of the most watched television events in history, I think. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, like that's how huge the show was when he was on it. I'm pretty sure he played Kylie Minogue's dad. I'm pretty sure that's right. That's so crazy because I exclusively know him as Caleb Nickel and he always just pops up as like a rich older man. Well, you know what's funny is I was, how, I mean, how old would I have been when the OC came out? But it, but it aired in Australia like just a little bit past our bedtime. So oh. I never watched the OC. Never? Ever. Until, oh, yes, okay. until when I joined Dynasty, I was like, I gotta, I gotta do, because everyone, like every time I post a photo with Alan or all of my friends would be like, Caleb, Caleb, Caleb. Like, okay, <laughs> who the fuck is Caleb? Like I have to fucking watch this show. And I became obsessed with it. And I love the OC. And they were talking about doing a reboot. And like, if they do an OC reboot, I'm going to like, Lose I'm going to buy mind. like the OC reboot merch. Like I'm going to be like, you need there. to audition. Yes. I would love, I would love you to. You could honestly be like, Mar- well, Marissa, spoiler alert. He's the pitch guys. If there's you could any. be like <laughs> Summer and Seth's daughter now. Oh, I don't know. You think? You could be. Like Maybe Julie I could Cooper's be Marissa friend. and Ryan's love child. Well, did you finish the show? Well, I know, like, what? I mean, spoiler alert. I, yeah. I know, like, that's... But she, maybe she was, like, secretly, like, heavily pregnant when that happened. And, oh, like, someone, like, came in and That was, is like, a storyline that would happen on Dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it totally would. Oh, my God. Like, the baby off the roof storyline where they're like, it's oh a doll. God. It's a doll. <laughs> no, literally, the storylines. My favorite is, like, how everyone was jockeying for the... Um, like the Fallon Unlimited, like Netflix subscription, like they were both competing. And then like in the next episode, never spoke about it. <laughs> totally, again. totally. Actually, my favorite moment is um, when Adam is uh, in the dining room, like losing his mind and he pulls out a gun and Fallon just waltzes right into breakfast and like literally does not give him the time of day. Like <laughs> even though he fully has a gun. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I do. The breakfast. The, the breakfast. breakfast. They're in the dining room, like, having breakfast, and he, like, whips out a gun, and Fallon just, like, waltzes right in. Adam, the brother? Yeah. The crazy brother. The Can't crazy stand him. brother. I know, but he's turning. I, th- I think they're trying to, like, make him more likable now. Adam, towards the end of last season, like, you start she to like him more. can't say anything. Yeah. You can't say anything. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you can answer this. That house, is it real? Is there any of it real? So, when we shoot outside like by the pool and like at the front when a car pulls up that's a real house that we shoot in in sugar hill in suwani in georgia um huge huge giant giant property like massive but everything else like all the interiors all the rooms in the house it's all on a sound stage we have huge stages yeah there's like three full stages full of sets like the kitchen the great room like the stairs that you see that's yeah. all a set that's crazy. i love being in that the great room set because we have like the stairs that goes upstairs right oh my god i love that set it's and, when, and when i shoot in that set i really feel like like wow i'm on dynasty and i remember my first um day not on the show but like coming for a fitting i got the pa to like show me around at um the sets and i walked in there and i was like wow this is crazy like it's huge and gorgeous gorgeous Huge, stunning, beautiful, and stunning, and smart. And smart. Beautiful, <laughs> stunning, and smart. The costume design is also sickening. Like, everyone's oh. outfit. Do you get to keep any of it? Um, I don't know. No, not yet. I think, and, like, I've never been on a show, let alone a show that's been canceled. And so I think if 
the thing like if the show ends and i think maybe we get oh. to keep some of it because they keep all of it in case we need to go back and like do a flashback scene they need to have everything yeah. so right. it's just Sometimes, like and i like this about dynasty like the characters re-wear like the same pair of shoes oh i follow those dynasty closet accounts yes you how do? amazing is that account <laughs> no that's how good the fashion is on dynasty like i yes. want to know what brand it is like yes. literally it's so amazing she is show- so quick you'll show like one like they'll be like in the sweater and she'll figure it out their instagram story like from set before the episode airs and like she will figure out what it every is. single thing from the tiniest bit like i'll post like a like something and i'll have to scribble it out if i don't want people to see the outfit because she'll she'll, she'll get find it. it yeah she'll get it. But it also goes to show how the characters like kirby like has boots that she wears like oh the chanel like, boots yeah oh, that kirby wears i have worn them i didn't even know like probably a dozen times now i wear them Oh, like every second episode, I'm like, should we do this Chanel boots? And Aaron, <laughs> our costume, Aaron, our costume designer, is like, fine. Not like, again. I just, I'm just like, Chanel. and she's like, again, fine, okay, fine. No, it's really like one of the most well done shows in terms of costume. Like, it's just fabulous. Yeah, I think the the costumes really, really make like elevate the show. Yeah. Completely agree because it's so visually stunning to watch, and like our DPs do such a great job, like making everything look beautiful, the way they light the house, the way they light us, they, the way they light the outfits. It's like, it's a visually stunning show to watch, which I think is, which I think is also part of the appeal and part of that like escapism because it's yes. so beautiful to watch. We like, love seeing rich people just do rich things. Exactly. And we got a new costume designer this season. So Meredith was the costume designer for the first three Meredith seasons. Costumes. Meredith costumes. <laughs> <laughs> We have a real fan here. Yeah, big time. <laughs> you should get security. <laughs> Turns out I'm the one running Jack the account. Jack and account. Isn't that a great account? At Dynasty Costumes. <laughs> That's D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y. <laughs> C-L-O. C-O. C-L-O-S-E-T. I'm not going to tell. Oh, closet. That was costume. Dynasty Closet. Yeah. Sorry. Someone is not a fan. Not run by Not a super fan. Super fan, regular fan. Super fans only. Super fans only. Well, is the show popular in Australia? Like when you go home? But I haven't been home since January 2020. Right. So I have no idea what to expect. I was being occasionally recognized, but I think people would be so shocked to see me in Australia because they'd probably think like, she lives in America. Mm-hmm. But I would come home and see my family every Christmas. And so right. I'd be like walking around. I remember I was at the grocery store with my mom, like in the suburbs where I grew up. And these girls like chased us up and down every aisle. And they were like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm from here. I grew up here. <laughs> um, but I haven't been home since January 2020, which is when like the season dropped in May 2020, which is when it really had that explosive response. And they released they released the stats on Netflix, which they never they never did prior. Oh. And so it was number one on Australian Netflix for a full week, like wow. number one out of anything on Australian Netflix. And so I haven't been home since that. Um, oh. And so who knows? I I have yeah. I, I I don't know if I would like be recognized. Why I don't know. Um, but it's it's pretty big in Australia. I know in France and the UK it's huge, and yeah. we're basically like the Beatles. Like if we were in France, like it would be pandemonium. Like they shot an episode in France, and they said like there was like fans waiting outside the wow. hotel, like that level. Well, that's what's crazy. Like honestly, a lot of the shows on Netflix, I mean on CW, blow up on Netflix. Like yes. Riverdale's first season like became hugely yes. popular once it dropped on Netflix. Yes, and. Yeah, yeah. Streaming is and 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 our show as well. People just binge watch it. I think yes, because it's, yes. it, it's that soapy. You want more. You want to find out what happens. It's and hard to watch one at a time. Because, exactly because there's 35 different storylines every episode. Right. And so you want to know like how how are things gonna go. Yeah. No, it's so good and honestly, like it's just a really fun experience to watch. And you just really are Kirby. Like I have a hard time calling you Madison, honestly. 
Yeah. Really? Colin yes. Kirby. Kirby. Well, Kirby's Australian. And so I think, you know, how many, uh, like, tall Australian redheads do you meet in no, your life? Could, it's probably hard to separate. Yeah, That's but true. you bring a lot of yourself to Kirby. I, I do, think. yeah. I, we all do. At this point, like, we've been on the show now, I mean, for me, three years, everyone else for four, almost five years now. So it becomes blended. It becomes, yeah. like, a weird, like, 50-50 Who's 50, the most different thing. from their character? Good question. I think probably Elaine, who plays Alexis. Right. Yeah. Love <laughs> that she plays Alexis. Oh, like, yeah. But yeah. Elaine is, like, couldn't be nicer animal rights like dedicates yes. her life to veganism and animal rights at elaine for animals elaine for animals exactly she really is for animals and she has yeah elaine couldn't be like alexis is a little bit like not quite together like scheming mm. like elaine is literally like the sweetest nicest person in the world so. and so she's, she's not like meredith, meredith blake, blake. that was my other question was parent trap big in australia oh yeah i mean parent trap was like one of my sister's favorite movies parent trap and superstar which is also with Oh my God, she's she's Evian. Evian. Yes, Evian. At least my mom didn't name me after bottled water. Literally, so, she's such an iconic actress. Yeah, she is. She's iconic. So that when she joined the show, I was I was very excited. Yeah. Did she talk about Meredith Blake and Evian at all? Oh yeah. I mean, like if you see her Instagram and her Twitter, like she's like, yes, Meredith Blake is me. Oh my God. The rumors is the truth. <laughs> that is so. I totally forgot she was Evian. Like that's literally one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah. It's You're horrible. So <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's just so good. Honestly, like you can't even explain it. And that must be so fun to work with her because I feel like she's a delight. She's such a delight. She's so fun to work with, and she's also really fucking nice. Which that's is so nice to hear. Always nice to love hear. to see it. Always nice to hear. <laughs> I'm sure some of the former Alexis's weren't as nice. Um, so there's so many. There's so many. Um, well, congrats on the four, uh, fourth season. Yes. Premieres Friday and a fifth season now too. Wow. Oh, you got renewed. Yeah, we already got a pickup, but it's not filmed we're yet. not filmed yet we're we're on like episode 17 right now i think Got of it. the next season of or episode of season four episode yeah. 17 oh. and then we'll start shooting episode five i guess so crazy how i mean works. season five I don't know what am I saying. that's so exciting yeah if you guys haven't watched dynasty yet treat yourselves binge and it on netflix the first three seasons are on netflix you have what day it's monday right tuesday you have enough time. it's tuesday I've heard people that have seen a season in a day. So yeah, it's you have doable. no excuses. It's, it's so good. It's Enjoy it. And then tune in Friday night Friday, on 9 the PM. CW. On the CW. Thank you so much for being here. Guys. Thank I'm you. so excited. Happy I have to too. give a quick shout out to my friend Montana as well. She like lived with me for a while and we would watch the toast together every morning. And you big, love to she's see a big it. fan. So I, I can't like, I don't feel right coming in here and not being like Montana. That's fair. Hey. And thank you, Poppy, <laughs> for being such a good girl. I was so worried that there was... That she was gonna no, no the two the kids like, she was gonna it. ruin her career before it even began. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the morning toast. We will see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.